Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why, why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we, we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. So welcome to the Be Better podcast. We're in the chop shop, and just to give you guys some background for those who haven't been on the show, uh, Be Better World's an anti-bullying campaign, and we're basically focused on self-empowerment. And today we're going to take a different twist. I'm actually in the room, I'm honored to have in the room with me, Mr. Dave Armstrong. He's the president and CEO of Alternatives, Inc. And I'm going to let you tell them what that is because, you know, we talk about empowerment, we talk about these things, but you said something to me a long time ago about mistakes. And I want you to kind of, you might not remember the quote you said to me, and if you don't, I'll, I'll, I'll say it back to you. But so Dave, just kind of tell the people what it is that you do and how the program started. Just kind of give them some background so they can kind of know what it is. Okay. Well, 40 years ago in Montana, there wasn't much in the way of corrections, and there was nothing in the community, so it was pretty much you were on the street or in a prison. And so Alpha House was the first uh, men's pre-release center, um, a release program for people coming out of prison to help them have more than 20 bucks in their pocket and uh, the clothes on their back. And today we're the Passages Women's Center, which is a drug and alcohol program, a pre-release center, Alpha House uh, Men's Pre-Release Center, uh, Jail Alternatives that sees about 1,200 clients a year, and soon um, the Compass Drug and Alcohol Treatment Program that's going to open up behind the food bank. Okay. So what what I am always impressed with, you know, and again, I'm, we, we talk candid on this show, Dave, and, I, and I'm impressed because, you know, we in the public who haven't had a strike against us have these, have these really uh, cliche things about people who have made one wrong turn, right, in life sometimes. But I've happened to be uh, a recipient of some of the help from the, some of the gentlemen at Alpha House. Very respectful, um, very helpful, and, and they're getting themselves back into the community, right? And I know it's because of the things that you and your staff do to keep these guys on the straight and narrow. So I want to thank you for doing that service for the community. So my question is, my question is, how did you, because I know you were like one of the pioneers for this thing. So, so talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, after I got out of college, I was uh, going to be a lawyer. And then I figured out we didn't need any more lawyers. <laughs> so I was supporting myself uh, working in juvenile corrections in Tucson. And uh, one of my best friends was married to the warden's daughter, the Montana State Prison. And he moved back to work at the Yellowstone Boys and Girls Ranch. And I came along uh, and worked there for about six months. Alpha House was starting up at that point. Uh, it was a 20-bed pre-release center for offenders. I took the job and uh, never looked back. It's been, well, I looked back one day. You know, <laughs> one day when I looked at the dilapidated Alexandra Hotel that we were going to take over, I went over the overpass uh, by Montana Avenue and I almost turned around and went home. Um, but it's been 40 years, and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Hey, that, that, that's, that's amazing. So, you know, talk about some of the, some of the programs that are offered. So, like, I know about you guys have the CAP program for the women. Um, talk about just a little bit of that stuff, because I don't really think the community understands what happens. Because what we see in the community is somebody 
broke out of Alpha House or somebody broke out and they, they just take that stuff and run with it. And given that I have insight knowledge, I know what that really means. It doesn't mean what people think. So talk about some of the programs, some of the positive things that happen. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is people don't realize the scope of the program. Mm -hmm. So on an average day, we have 350 people coming out of prison or for, that are having problems on probation and parole that live with us residentially. And 1,200 um, people in the uh, jail alternatives program, probably 100, 150 in treatment and the like. So if you put that in perspective, we were about twice the size of the women's prison here in Billings. Mm. Um, every one of those people is out and employed uh, in the community. And so, you know, right now with the economy the way it is, they're very much in demand. Um, people would say there's a stigma for offenders, but we have employers show up to transport them um, to work. Uh, we believe strongly that they need to work and support their families. They raise about two to four million dollars a year in family support and pay towards their treatment, cost of care, uh, restitution, what have you. Um, we have a lot, we're heavy on treatment, you know, drug and alcohol, clearly the biggest problem with people offending meth, um, Oxycontin, opioids, we've heard about that ad infinitum, but these people are night and day when they're sober versus when they're using, and uh, they are all coming back to our community. That's part of the denial we have. You know, it's kind of that we throw away the key, they don't come back. Yes, they do. 97% mm -hmm. uh, of the people in the correctional system will come back out of prison into the community. So we have programs for uh, drug and alcohol care, uh, we have programs for collecting restitution. We have programs for parenting, for uh, basically criminal thinking errors, and it goes on and on. Probably about 15, 17 people who do treatment for our programs. So you said something that I, that I got to hit back on, and on my show, we tell the truth, right? 97% of the people who go through your program come back in the community. Think about that, folks who are listening to this. And then secondly, everybody that's involved, and this, correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, everybody that's involved in your program works. Yeah. So you know, a lot of times we think about these type, type programs and these just people like on the corners or they're on drugs. No, these people are functioning, productive humans in society. And I think that's an important point that people really don't understand about the makeup of Alpha alternatives in general, but yeah. those programs. I think, I think people don't realize uh, what the lifestyle has been for people. You know, there's always the question of when does criminality start? And I, uh, you've been talking a lot about uh, families and upbringings. Mm -hmm. um, criminality starts with role modeling in the family or the lack of structure. It starts very, very early. Um, we get a lot of people who by 18 or 19 have been involved in the correctional system as juveniles for a decade. Hmm. And uh, it's really hard to turn around. I think uh, people expect that in six months we can change lives. Uh, the reality is we can change how they look at the world, give them a little perspective and uh, leg up uh, to go out and succeed. But most of these people haven't worked. You know, they haven't got educational levels beyond the ninth grade level mm -hmm. and the like. So uh, they don't see themselves as capable of success. Yeah. And that's the best part of the job is to see them turn that around. And and, and, and I'm going to say this again, because like I said, I, I, I think it bears need to be saying twice. Everybody works, right? Yeah. Even at a ninth grade level, they all work, right? So <laughs> So we say we have the best employees ever because if they don't get up and go to work, 
they go to prison. And uh, <laughs> most people can't say that about their employers. Right, 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 right. So, so I, I, I know in 40 years you've seen some, some amazing things. Is, is there any one thing that sticks out of your mind you went like, like – that, that you woke up one morning and said, I've seen it all. And then the next morning you were like, no, I haven't. Is there anything that sticks out of your mind like that? One thing I would comment on is unpredictability. You right. know? So I remember a time years ago when I had a resident who was just the model resident. He worked hard. He was employee of the month at his place. He was working on his sobriety. And I was sure he was going to be a success story. And there was another resident who was walking the line, a fine line every day, and seeing how far he could push our buttons and move things along. And push back uh, six months later, uh, the junior chamber of commerce candidate was back in prison. And 15 years later, the one who was having problems came in to say, you didn't think I'd make it, did you? Here I am. I'm off probation. Uh -huh. So you cannot predict uh, yeah. people's behavior. They they change, they grow. Uh, people have an, an infinite ability to change who they are and what they do. So so lastly, Dave, just talk about some of, you know, again, I, I think it's really important. And again, like I, I have intimate experience just because of the stuff that we've done and my wife works there. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, I get it. Talk about some of the things that you guys do in the community that people don't hear about. Okay. Well, there's a lot of community service that goes on. So uh, we have a thousand community service people each year, and there are people who have fines and restitution. So um, we're committed to doing community projects. So there's very few nonprofits or government agencies that haven't benefited in some way, shape, or form from community service. Could be bright and beautiful, picking up trash. Uh, could be washing buses for Met Transit, uh, you name it. You know, people are giving back to the uh, community. You mentioned the CAP program. That's probably one of our higher profile um, programs. But what people don't know about that is that is women who are probably not going to parole. They're kind of buried back in the prison. They're not very productive at the time or they've had a pretty extensive disciplinary record they come to the program for 18 months for a pre-apprenticeship some have got a food service experience some have never um, been in a kitchen in their lives and in that 18 months the transformation is amazing and their opportunities are amazing so this Next week, they'll be at, uh, no, Thursday, they'll be at the Moss Mansion. They'll do uh, hors d'oeuvres and uh, entertain 100 people in the Moss Mansion. They put on the Strawberry Festival. You know, if you see the cake in uh, downtown Billings, you wonder where the 100 cakes came from. They came from pastures. So people are out and contributing and giving back to the community every day. And I think that's impressive. And I think people, I really wanted to have you on the show because I know some of those backgrounds, things that happen. But I, every time, I shouldn't say every time, a lot of times when I hear about alternatives, you hear, you know, somebody escaped. And it's like, no, they just didn't come back for curfew, right? They didn't they, break out or something like that. Yeah. It, and, you know, it's, uh, it's a matter of perspective, mm -hmm. too. So uh, the offenders were within six months of getting out at the time that they would walk away or escape. And it is less than 2% of the people go through the program. But because of public safety, we report it uh, to the media and the like. And then, again, that's why you hear about it. And, of course, it sounds better, you know, more exciting than it really is. Mm -hmm. 
So I wanted to, on this show, change some of the perception and think about it, folks. 97% of the people who go come back out to the community. It's only 2% of the people, of all the people that you guys see, double the size of the women's prison, actually violate what they're supposed to be doing. I think you guys are doing impressive work, and I appreciate the service that you're providing for, for the community because what you're doing is empowering a different community in a, in a different way. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. So I can't let you leave without telling me what, you know, every morning you get up, and most of us have either life model or creed. What's it, what is that you live by? Yeah, for work, it's uh, corrections and community. Uh, I've been in this community for 40 years. I live here. I work here. It's very important to me that it's safe. And Billings is a safer place because it reaches out and embraces these people coming back, holds them accountable, uh, and some won't make it and uh, will have additional consequences. But we welcome them back into the community as community members. Hey, sir, I want to say to me, to you, I appreciate what you are doing for the community. And I would say continue success in doing it. Thank you. Dave Armstrong, Alternatives. Thank you.